Welcome to the Life is Relationships podcast, where we share biblical truths about marriage, parenting, and discipleship. The desire of CTCI is to see the hearts of individuals and families restored in their relationship to the Father, and for them to be empowered to have thriving, godly relationships that impact the communities around them. I'm your host, AJ Selby, and on today's episode, Susan Pons will be joining us as we talk about how important it is to build a life with your spouse that is independent of the family you grew up in and the life you lived when you were single. Take a listen. Hello, Miss Susan. Thank you again so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate every time that you have the chance to, to come on and just share with us. Well, I'm grateful to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, so today we're going to be talking about what it looks like to actually transition from living life as a single person to being married and what that looks like. Because what what I've found and, and observed is that sometimes... Uh, when people get married, they think that it's going to be this blissful encounter of a completely new life as soon as they get married. And then before long, either they feel like they're caught in this position or they feel like their spouse is caught in the position of being stuck between uh, them and their family. And what is it that that you think is the contributing factor to people feeling this way, where they're, they're, they feel torn between their spouse and their family? Well, let me just begin this with a story, and then I will answer your question. Okay. Larry and I had been married probably about six years into our marriage, six or seven years. And I was walking through my home one morning, and two words popped in my mind. And I had had maybe had heard of it, but not deeply. And it was leave and cleave. And I thought, huh, they rhyme. And I, I went on and went about my work during the day, but those two words kept coming back to me. And it was a season in Lair's and my life where God was working deeper in us. I mean, if I, if I said, oh, I, I really know that there's more to marriage than this, I would be lying. But I did not know, we did not know what God meant in marriage. And so these two words struck me very hard. And I went to the dictionary. I have a habit of doing this when (laughs) words mean something. And especially in the Word of God, I find that looking up uh, words help me understand what it is I'm reading. But those words, leave and cleave, started going deep into my soul. And it was something that I began sharing with with my husband. The word leave means to go away from, to forsake. And you know, in the traditional marriage vows, we use the word to and forsaking all others. We say those very, very blithely, but we did not we did not realize the depth of that. The word cleave is not a word that's used uh, in most of the translations. It is in the King James Version. But the word cleave means to cling to, to be faithful to, to stick fast. And all of a sudden, I began to realize that there were so many things, so many of my 
So much of my personality, so much of my likes, my dislikes, um, experiences that I had not left from my home, from my previous home. And I, I look back on my childhood and growing up years, and I came from a good home. Not a perfect home, but it was good enough for me. And so <laughs> I figured when I got married, I would just continue on in what, what I came from. Yeah. And Lair was the same way. I mean, I can we could look back and see. And we just lived a mile apart, A.J., but there were many differences in our home lives that we had carried into our marriage. And we, we did not realize until God brought these two words into our lives, the depth that he was trying to, um, the step that he knew needed to be taken in our marriage. Whether you come from a good home or a bad home, it's all the same. It's the two becoming one flesh. And that flesh is lived out every day, emotionally, provisionally, ideas about the kids, all of these different aspects of life, finances. Uh, we could go on and on with this, but leaving and cleaving really began to mean something to us. Yeah. Would you would you mind sharing a little bit of what were maybe a couple of those things that that you had carried from your family life from you that you grew up in that you realized that you had to let go of in order to in order to cleave to Larry? Well, for one thing, I had to make him more of my priority in life. And um the situation from my home was that my mother had died, and I had this, I would say, a false responsibility that I needed to be the comfort. My dad never, he, he, was, he was a man's man, but for some reason, I thought I needed to be there for him, to cook for him, you know, to have him over for meals, to, I just could not let go of my home. And I think for Larry, in many ways, Larry and uh, grew up. Um, he he grew up kind of growing himself up in many ways. So I realized that my priority had to shift. And did I um, stop loving my father or tending to his needs at times? But I shifted it back to our home. Right. And to, to my husband. So it became less about continuing to to keep your your childhood home uh, in motion and, and running, yes. essentially, and into making Larry and your home the priority and making sure that that took precedence yes. together with Larry. And what Larry and I had to realize, and he, he shows the two fingers, if you put up your index and your middle finger, and you spread them apart, what we realized, there were so many issues that had come between us. Um, In-laws, uh, our children, the church, the just the activities of life. There was so much in between us. And what God required 
was for us to get those things out from in between us and allow them to circle around us. And that included the children. And the children, were that was the most difficult. But we what we learned in that was that they, as they functioned around us, they had the both of us together. And it brought a security. It brought a, um, I think our children began to realize they could not run to me for one thing and Larry to another and, you know, put a division between us because that can just so easily happen. But leaving and cleaving, if that is the first cornerstone in marriage. Hmm. And we have actually had uh, visited with people here who have been married 40 and 50 years, and the problem goes all the way back to they've never left where they came from. They had a misplaced cornerstone. They they didn't even have one there. And so they go through life knowing something's missing, but you don't really know what it is, and it is that leaving, and that includes, you know, for men, you you probably could go fishing anytime you wanted, or to the <laughs> ball games, or anything you wanted to do. Put me out in the woods any day. Exactly. Hunting, you name it. For women, it was just, you know, going shopping, getting with the girls, and you know, all of these wonderful things that single life does bring to us. But leaving really means leaving. And so it became somewhat of a sacrifice for us for a season because God was working so deeply in us at that time. And still, when Larry and I realized, you know, something's Something's out of place here. It's that coming back together and clinging, whether it's uh, solving a problem, whether it's an issue with children, whether it's an issue with ministry, whatever it is that's coming up. And we have allowed ourselves just to kind of do, do what needs to be done at the moment, you know, and we have to come back and realize that. It is important that we stay, and when I use the word cling, I don't mean about we agree which grocery store we're going to or (laughs) we agree with what pair of shoes we're going to buy. It's not that kind of thing. It is the important things before God in His eyes, um, the important issues of life, how we live, and if we're on the same page in how we live, and um, and being on the same page in growing in God together. And that is a glue. It's like a mortar that seeps through marriage, this leaving and cleaving. I remember we had a couple here, and Larry and I were in our 30s then. This couple was almost twice our age. And they came in. This gentleman was, he was head of some national full gospel something or another. I don't I can't remember what the name of it was. But they came in, and they barely sat down, and he said, she will not submit to me. And, you know, it kind of startled us. And Larry said, well, what is the problem? And he said, she wants to work in a Bible bookstore. 
And the little lady was sitting there, and she was just nodding and blinking her eyes. And um, she, as the conversation went on, she looked at Larry, and she said, I have cared for his mother. I have cared for his dying aunt. I have raised our four children. Wherever he wanted to go on vacation, that's where we went. I have done everything. I am burned out, and all I want to do now is work in a Bible bookstore. The children are gone. The mother is gone. The aunt is gone. And so this man said, but she should be submitting to me. The Word of God says so. So Larry gently took out his Bible, and he read out of Ephesians 5, what a husband, how he is to love his wife as his own body, and as Christ loved the church. And as Larry went through those verses, you could just feel a spirit of conviction come into the uh, into that room. And we watched him mellow with each step, but the only part that he had lived for 40 years with his wife was, you submit to me, and left out the other part. And so I believe submission that um, in my Bible, it says the, the formula for a Christian household, it begins with submit yourselves one to another. And I believe submission is a wonderful thing if we're submitting to love. And that part is left out, and people use that to um, really to condemn Christian marriages because a woman has is is ordered, commanded by God to submit to her husband. But if there is no love there, it is a it's a tragic thing that begins to happen. Yeah, and it's it's really an interesting thing to see marriages play out and how and the and the beautiful fruit that comes from marriages when people are submitted one to another where it's not you know right. just the um just the legalism of you know wife submit to your husband but for them to be submitted to one another and for a husband to truly love his wife the right. way that we are told to in the bible yes and it it puts a heavy job on on husbands but it also puts a heaviness uh, on wives to learn how to submit to love. And it was something that Larry and I had to leave. Um, I was qu- very independent when we came into our marriage, and I still am independent, but I, I've learned a few lessons along the way. And Larry was a man's man. He, you know, came from all boys. I came from a home of all girls. <laughs> and so that in and of itself caused some, you know, some difficulties. Uh, but what a wonderful, what a wonderful um, kind element that God brought into our married life. And we saw his graces come in in ways we had never imagined that is incredible. So, uh, leaving and cleaving is, it's, it really is. We spoke about covering, but it's difficult to cover if you've not left your former life. Yeah. It, marriage is like entering into a foreign land. You, ha- you have to start learning from stone one, Yes. and that's leaving. And yeah. stone two is cleaving. 
That is so true. Even, gosh, <laughs> it's so, and it's interesting to, um, you know, being relatively newly married. I'm still, mm-hmm. I would still consider myself a newlywed. I We've would. been married for I three would. years almost. In December. And so it, there's always been, um, and I think we, we were able to set really healthy boundaries right from the start. Um, I mean, and I will 100% attribute that to both of our own stubbornness mm-hmm. as well as just that, I mean, Amy got to to be a part and to sit under this teaching for seven years. Yes. So she knew <laughs> the importance of it. She'd yes. seen the fruit of it. Um, she'd seen what happened when that didn't happen. And she had seen what happened when that did happen. Right. And for us to do that. Now, that doesn't mean that it was always easy for us either. No. It was, you know, it, there was still a transitionary process. I remember, I remember even as once we were engaged and Amy and I sitting and talking with you and Larry in this process where we were, f- we were just figuring out what that looked like yes. before we were even there. And then walking through when, when am I actually her covering? When am I right. not? When do like, when does the cleaving, when does the leaving start and the cleaving start? And it's just a very interesting thing to be able to, um, to be a part of an ongoing process because it's never, I don't think it's ever completely done. No. And, and it changes like so many other things in different stages of life. Yeah. And um, I believe at that time, the Lord was working in us deeply because we had these four little children and we needed, we needed desperately to become one in more areas than one, than, than just the flesh. We needed to become one as we faced our children and, uh, and that they understood that <laughs> we were together in it. <laughs> As we're as we're getting ready to close today, for anybody that's listening at home, what are maybe some areas that they can kind of do a self-evaluation of maybe what are some of the key areas for them to look at in their lives to assess, have I actually left my old life and have I come into this, um, this covenant and this clinging to and cleaving to my spouse? Right. Well, I think, first of all, it's, it's being willing to know that you're not always right. And when we come out of uh, a single life, most of us, and uh, we, we pretty well think we're right about everything. And because, of course we are. And because I, I liked my growing up years <laughs> and in my home, I thought, well, that's the way I'll raise my children but it wasn't me raising my children. It was both of us yeah. raising our children. So giving up that that false uh, truth <laughs> that we can walk in, that um, believing that we're always the right one. And that's, that's just very important to begin marriage. And I think the second is that you, you know, I know some people now have separate bank accounts, um, and things like that. But, you know, that never even crossed our minds. When And becoming one in the finances, because finances can be a real killer in a marriage. Yeah. But if you can come through lean times 
together and see what the Lord can really do and his Absolutely. faithfulness. It's it's a wonderful thing. The same thing with children. Larry looked at raising our children from a male point of view. I looked at it from a female. But God meant for it to be that way. His maleness needed my femaleness, and my femaleness needed his maleness in it. And learning how to bring uh, those two wonderful ways that God created us together, learning how to discipline and learn how to, to be soft when we need to be soft. Uh, did we do it perfectly? No, there's no such thing as perfect parents or perfect children. But um, th those kind of places, those kind of uh, having the same vision for life, is so important. You know, the Word tells us without vision, the people perish, and marriages perish without vision. So having a vision is so very important. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Thank you again, Susan, for just coming and sharing with us. We're always grateful for every chance we get to have with you. Well, bless you, AJ. It's my pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next one, and we would love if you left us a review. For more information about CTCI and our upcoming programs, be sure to check out ctcilife.org. This podcast is a production of Christian Training Center International. It is produced by AJ Selby, Rebecca Wall, and Seth Stradling. It is edited, mixed, and mastered by AJ Selby.